Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean. Just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews, and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Thank you guys so much for listening to In the Mind of Frage. Today is my second episode. In the Mind of Frage is all about interviews, experiences, and entrepreneurs. Peeling back the curtain of my own media brand. How do you break into your local media market? How do you make money? I'll get into all that later on. But this is part two of my interview with Danny Starr, a DC radio personality, a reality star. She works for TLC and much, much more. She's going to reveal that story, that exclusive about her marriage and her husband. Also talk postpartum and being a woman of color. What does that mean in media and what do we need to know? She gets into all that. Be sure to download and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Hit five stars. Leave me a review. Here's part two. We got a divorce and during the separation, things were great because we both were just relieved. We were like, okay, we don't have to do this anymore. And thank God, because it was awful, right? It's hard to keep that up. It's it's really hard to keep that up. Um, But then I think I started to get frustrated because, so I've said this many times, but I think that I could have forgiven the cheating. I really could have. Yeah. I, I could have because, you know, I wanted my marriage to work. I wanted my family to stay together. I'm glad that it didn't. I'm glad that in, in my, my my mindset that, that it all fell apart. But um, but I could have forgiven the cheating. It was after the fact how he treated me. It was like mm. I did something wrong. And I didn't that shit I did not appreciate. I was like, what hold on. Wait a minute. This doesn't feel right. And why like I'm begging you to like love me and it was just like all this craziness. And so then I think I started to get a lot of resentment and then I got mean. And mm. I got really mean. And I would say awful things to him. And he deserved to hear those things, but that's not who I am. Right. And so like is is in the moment as vindicated as I felt telling him about himself and like the stripper and like other things, I felt really vindicated in that second. But as soon as I sent that text, 
I felt awful. And I was like, he does, yes, he deserves to hear all this, but no. So you know what I did? This is crazy. I did a couple months ago. I prayed like I never prayed before. Oh, like, wow. I pray randomly. I'm like, God, help me be a good person, you know, take care of my kids, things like that. But I never, ever pray specifically. Now, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm not a very religious person at all. Okay. I'm like, I believe in the universe and energy and, and, you know, just asking. So I prayed and I said, I need peace of mind in every situation. Because I feel like the last couple of years have really stripped away at my peace of mind, right? Yes. Career, um, personally, my marriage, yes. being a mom, like all these things I feel like have really stolen a lot of my peace of mind, right? And I was like, I need to get it back and I need to protect it at all costs. So I prayed and I said, it does not matter the situation. I don't care what the situation is. It could be the best situation ever. I want to have peace of mind. I want to remain humble and I want to stay in the moment. It could be the most awful situation. And no matter what, I need to know I'm going to be okay. So it's easy to say that and be like, yeah, I'm going to believe it. But I, I really am. I got into a car accident. It was a four, par, four car pileup. And I'm okay. And in the moment, like, I could have been like, damn, this deductible. Oh, my gosh. Right. These car seats. All these things could have been horrible. And it could have, all the money. Oh, my gosh. My back hurts. I got to see a chiropractor three times a week. And I do. All of that is true. But I asked the universe for peace of mind in every situation. And the only way for that to happen is for me to believe that the universe is giving me that. Wow. And I have been completely fine. So that sort of, that helped you get to a good place with Slim. Yep. And with that's slim, where you guys are with now. With Slim, with, wow. with career stuff, with everything. Now it's like, I don't, I don't deserve to be this angry person. Right. Because I'm not this angry person. So me being angry only affects me. Me being angry at, you know, Hot 99.5 and what happened over there. That only affects me. Right. You know, so the quicker I learn that and let it go, girl, let me tell you, it was like, <laughs> like I was like oh my gosh when you're not angry at people even if they did the most shitty thing to you because they did like even though you know like, even though he cheated and even though I felt like completely tossed away like you in, in radio I said oh my god when you let that anger go not for them because fuck them right right like, fuck you you did some fucked up shit you did some fucked up shit fuck you but um but I don't need to hang on to that mm. and as soon as I let that shit go I was like oh shit so this is what freedom is it means you get to take back the power. I feel powerful in my decision to take the shit back. You know, like I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. They don't deserve my anger. Right. Right. Cause it's I, still, cause it's still emotion. You know what the opposite. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. It really is. And, and it was like, I equated it for a long time. Cause I, I used to think too about like the whole radio situation. And, um, for, uh, you probably have seen this too, but anyway, I started mindful eating because I was always yes, on a girl. diet and hated my body. And I spent so much time thinking about counting calories or mm-hmm. what diet I was going to do next or how people commented online that I'd be so pretty if I were 20 pounds thinner. Anyway, so it, it food used to take up my mind space. Then sort of anger towards my radio situation mm-hmm. took up my mind space. And I would say like in the past year or so, I've really kind of gotten to that place through constant like mm-hmm. therapy and working myself of just going, you know what? great lessons learned and now I yep. kind of look at all the positive things that have happened I have great relationships with you yes, and Mel and, Mel. and I, you know I have this great you know I've, I've got the strength to start my own media business and you know so it's like focus on that instead of all the Hell others yes. yeah but it's hard to get there well and yeah because in the moment you're like man this fucking sucks but the other side is so beautiful I keep telling right. people that like people will call me and they're like my car just broke down and you know my babysitter didn't show up and this 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 and like it's horrible as it sounds like I get this like 
almost this happiness inside of me and I'm like this sucks right and they're like yeah and they're like why do you sound so happy and I'm like because I've lived it and I know how bad this sucks but I promise you something is coming right like, this is a, I, I kid you not like yes it sucks all this stuff should have went right for you but I said ah oh, just like, be angry for your moment I was like but call me in two weeks and let me know what the hell happened for you because mm. I know it's going to happen I know like I feel it like I'm like that sucks just wait it's coming I love it. Um, your book that's coming out yes. is called Empathy and Eyebrows. Yes. Pre-sales go on sale September 1st, yes. right? But I want to talk a couple things. You've been very outspoken about postpartum depression. Yeah. Um, tell me, because I haven't had a child yet, so I don't know. What yeah. is that? What does that feel like? I have a cousin Ooh. that's going through it. Um, okay, so postpartum depression. Um, it is, and it's, it's difficult to even talk about, really, because... Um, so, you know, when um, people who have been like morbidly obese lose weight and they talk mm. about when they look in the mirror, they can still see this morbidly obese person. Yeah. So like their mind kind of taunts them. That's postpartum depression for me. It's like I've lived it and it's it's over. But there are things that make me see that person. So like when I talk about it, it's like, holy hell, I cannot believe I lived that. When I recorded the book, yeah. um, the you know, the audio version of the book, I was like, I had a complete meltdown after that essay because I... It was like reliving it all over again. But essentially, imagine your mind failing you. You mm. just had the, the happiest time of your life, right? You had this baby, you're married, whatever. And everything, you have a great job. Everything seems like it should be perfect. But you fell dead on the inside. And you can't understand this because you have everything. And you just had this baby. And this baby is what you've always wanted. But your mind and your heart are so disconnected. And you're trying to understand, like, why you feel this way. But you can't because you don't get it. Um, it. There are no words for me to describe exactly, like, what I went through and how I felt. But I can tell you that I almost didn't survive it. And, wow. like, that is the truth. Like, it was, um, it was awful. And there were moments where... I look back now and I'm like, holy hell, thank God I lived through that because I almost didn't. Like, I honestly almost didn't. Wow. And, um, you know, I've said, like, I used, I remember when I would see um, stories about women who had killed their babies and I would think the worst things about them and I would think, oh, they're so awful and blah, blah, blah. And then I was counting sleeping pills to, like, kill myself. And then I was like, oh, thank God this baby isn't crying because if she is, we'd probably both die because I'd kill us both. Like, wow. perspective yeah. is everything because you can say all you want about people and their situations. Uh, that that's what it, that's what the whole book is about is about having empathy right like what an asshole I was to and I didn't know but to think about these women as monsters these women were literally on in hell on earth like they right. they didn't kill their babies because they hated their babies or they were bad people they killed their babies because they were trying to save themselves and their babies and they felt like that was the only way and you know I've been there now I've lived that and I know what that feels like to, wow. to be in a world where you're like I could kill myself and my baby and this would be the best thing for everybody that's not a logical thing you're not in your right mind that's postpartum depression damn that I know is like, it's awful how did you even come out of that like did your mom help you? like slim who well, or did you just know I, wow. didn't, I didn't know anything I, I thought it was normal like I thought because when you're in it you don't realize oh, that sure. you're not there yeah you know everything you're thinking you're like oh this is completely normal because you're not normal at the time um i would say that i found a new normal i would say that i never fully came out of it um i was really changed to my core and um i have built an amazing tribe around me i have a great therapist i take zoloft and it's good to me 
Good. Well, great. I may or may not have some extracurriculars that I also partake in <laughs> that keep my anxiety Ooh, low. Oh, I need to share. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and I, I, you know, but basically, honestly, at the end of the day, um, I, I built a tribe around me. And I know now, I call, it, I call it the darkness. I, uh, I know now when the darkness is close because I struggle with mental health and it, it is not a, it's a struggle. It is not something I have conquered by any means. It is it is a daily thing. I take it one day at a time, like an alcoholic would. Like I literally, one day at a time. Yep. Today is a great day. Tomorrow might be a great day. Yesterday was fantastic. A couple of days from now, I may sit up in my bed and I may think, I can't do this. Mm. But in those moments, I know that I can do this because I've done it. So then I think, okay, well, you want to do this. You want to survive. So what do you do? And then I think I need to be alone in a tiny cabin somewhere by myself. And I go. And I go in a tiny house. This happened in New Jersey. I went to a tiny house and I stayed in a cabin by myself for 24 hours. And I heard crickets and the birds. And it was amazing. And I rejuvenated myself. Or I call my therapist. I say, Beth, nope. This isn't it. What do we got to do? Right now, this is a crisis. Right. What do I do? So I've just learned. I, I've learned. I have a relationship with the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Great self-care. Yeah. I know it's there. Like, I know that the darkness and I kind of walk hand in hand. Like, I see it, like, looming over me. But I'm like, okay, you're good at a distance. But when you start creeping up here, like, we're going to have a problem. So we just kind of have this relationship where <laughs> I'll, I, it's okay if I see you, but I'm going to need to keep your ass a little farther away because I got kids. I got to raise these kids and I'm trying to be here for them. Oh my God, you know? they're adorable too. You're Thank very you. brave to share photos. Thank and, you. Um, one of the other things I love is you're a woman of color. Yes. You have a very strong voice. Ah, uh, yes. Where, you know, we talked a little bit about the future of radio, but in general, what do you think people, what do you think white women, a lot of white women, a lot of black women, Hispanic women listen to this podcast? What do you think women... Um, that are not women of color, what do they need to know? Because I think you're very outspoken about stuff that's going on in Charlottesville. I'm always trying to learn yeah. because I am, you know, openly the the person that doesn't want to believe that yeah. people are so racist. Um, but I really force myself all the time to read posts from you, from other strong women of color to go, fuck, I can't imagine mm. what it must be like to yeah. have people, just my mom, their neighbors in Maine a couple years ago, uh, gorgeous black family, and they had someone spray the N-word on their driveway. And exactly. it's like, shit. Like I every mean, day, all day. So uh, first of all, the, the thing you can do... Um, is ask the questions. Like, I really appreciate that you brought this up because we could do this entire interview and you could have just, race isn't a thing. Like, let's, do, let's just go over it. But you ask the questions. I, I don't know. I will tell you that as a woman of color right now in, um, in this political climate and in what's happening in the world, I am, it is a struggle just to exist every mm. day um, because I'm constantly reminded of like, I really feel like I'm living in civil rights times. You know, my grandma was a white Irish woman. She married a black man in Anoka, Minnesota. My mom was born on the day that Martin Luther King gave his I Had a Dream speech. Wow. I have a dream, August 28th, 1963. The day that Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech, August 28th, 1963. My mom was born that day to a white woman and a black man. So basically from my entire existence has been women in my life saying bullshit on what they've been told they have to do, right? Mm. And I respect that. I love that. But I am raising two daughters who have no idea what this world is really like, and that is the scary part for me. And so I would, I would say, listen. 
you don't, you know, when people talk about things like white privilege or they talk about things like, um, you know, what Colin Kaepernick is kneeling for, I think people start to ask the wrong questions. Mm. If you're if you're asking um, or if you're angry that Colin Kaepernick is kneeling, but you haven't asked why is he kneeling and why is this so important to him? Why does he feel so so strongly about this that he will lose his job to do it? That's the question you ask when you ask why. When you ask things like why, where are the, why are these protesters not working? That's racist. You're just right. you just assuming they don't have jobs. Wow. What if they care so much that they took off from work and they will take the repercussions of not going to work because this matters so much to them? You know. So I'll, I, this is what I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Ask the questions and, and believe people's truth because just because oh, that's you, good. Just because you don't experience it or just because. You can't fathom that it happened. People believe in God all the time, right? People believe in Jesus. You ain't never seen Jesus. Like, I'm sorry, you haven't. Jesus has not sat down with you. You've not had chai tea latte soy milk with Jesus. You haven't. (laughs) You have not. But you believe in Jesus because you have faith and because you want to. So if it's that easy for you to have this faith in something you've never experienced, why can't you believe something that somebody else has experienced? So I was working with this wow, makeup that's company. A gr- that's a good analogy. Thank you. So racism exists. It is real. Believe the people of color in your life that, you know, they're, they're living a different kind of existence in you. I recently had someone say the N-word in front of me. <gasps> someone that I love. Someone that I thought was my friend. Oh, and I'm God. talking about straight up ER, not A. Not that it would have made any, of a, any difference. But literally looked me in my face and said now danielle you know i don't use the word nigger but (gasps) but what except for like now like (laughs) like wait a minute and then like what was what should have been my response like yes girl this is the only exception like people are they why do you you think people are just so unaware or was that this person's like bizarre way of trying to relate like why no there was no this was this was a hatred anger moment she equated the a person's skin color with them being negative and bad and then got mad at me because i said i can't be around people who equate skin color to how a person behaves i was like this person could have been purple he still would have been a bad person Mm. i said but you think because he's black he's bad i'm so confused right now i said okay so no i don't think that it was about relating i think it was i call him the nozempic been on ozempic doctor I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. She's very, she, she's very privileged. She thought that because we were friends and it was cool, like, I was just going to agree with her. Like, right. yes, girl. No, it doesn't matter. I don't care how many black it's friends you have. It's never cool. No, it's never cool. Like, <laughs> I, I, all my friends are black. Okay. Um, and I don't know about Where are your black friends at when you're dropping the N-bomb? Because I'm guaranteeing you your black friends are not like, yes, high five, girl. And I feel like it's, it, right now what's happening for me is like, go do your fucking research to myself yes. you know because i think we all get busy it's hard to read about history it's hard to go back but it's like go you know when shit like this comes up it's like do more research yeah because then you really do begin to see where you know like the, the historical way. context of everything yeah and how deep racism is and how mm. it's going to take so long to unlearn that you know and really i mean it's truly almost like bred into white Americans, yeah. you know, a lot of them, and that's the thing; it's not your fault. Like that's right. that's what I, I I love talking to people who like are at least open to having the conversation, right? Because I'm always say first, like you know, it's not your fault, right? You were born into that, like that you were born into a benefit, and that's okay. You you can either acknowledge that you that there is a benefit, yeah, and you can um, navigate the world understanding that, or you can just get defensive as if someone's blaming you. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm aware of you know i'm aware of my light skin privilege i know my dark skin brothers and sisters are treated differently mm. so if i'm aware of that why on earth like how is it that difficult i know people say like oh she has dimples she's pretty light skin girl i know that there are dark skin girls who are not treated like me and i recognize that and i navigate myself differently i am super pro as much melanin as you can i i i love dark skin black women because i want to lift them up you know, right. because there are so many people who put them down. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, if I recognize my light screen privilege and what it has done for me and the opportunities that it has afforded me, I don't think it's a negative. I don't think I'm being blamed for it. I just acknowledge it. Wow. Like, I don't, you know, it's just, it, for me, it's simple. But I don't know. It's sometimes, sometimes you just can't have the conversation because there are people who, who don't want to dismantle a benefit that they get. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, rapid fire as we Ooh. sort of wind down here. Um, are we ever going to see you? You you work for TLC Me Now. Yes. Which I have a funny story, by the way. Okay. You know I auditioned for that and you got it, right? No, I did Yes, I auditioned for that. I really did like, not know. I, I, I didn't even know that you were auditioning either, but I auditioned for TLC Me Now, and TLC sent me these really nice emails or everything and everything, and then they go, hey, we're going with a mom. You might know her, Danny Starr. I was like, I was like yes, I 
I know her. And I think this was that like, is so right, crazy. I've never told you that. You never told me that. But I think this was like right before we became friends. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm another just, reason to hate I'm that bitch. Chasing Danny <laughs> Star here. Uh, no. <laughs> but anyway, that's so crazy. I did not know that. You're fantastic on that. Thank you. It was a good fit. It, you know what? It really is. And, and yeah. I love that network. They're so good to me. They're really? so good to me. They really are. And um, I appreciate them. I feel really at home with them. And um, I, it started off as something really small. And I've got to do some amazing things with them. So, so I'm thankful. Are we going to see you back on a reality show, more TV? What's the future that look like for you right now? So I want to, after the book comes out, I do want to pitch something. Um, now, it might not necessarily be with TLC. Um, I would like it to be because that's my network. But um, the opportunities, I believe, are endless. And I'm speaking it into existence. But... This is my best work. My the book and the audio version of the book is the best thing I've ever done in my whole life. Oh, minus my children, minus pushing two babies out of my vagina, which I did that shit. Oh, by the way, um, <laughs> what were people debating that online? Too? No, I'm just saying like <laughs> oh, okay. I, I just, that's you know every time that wouldn't surprise me if people were like, oh yeah she didn't even give birth she, to them. Them like Beyonce, she had a surrogate. Yeah. Like no, I definitely pushed them out and it hurts. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I would like to pitch a show um, based off the book. Empathy and Eyebrows, um, because every essay seems That'd like it could good. be an episode. It really does. Um, and so that's my goal, is to do something with the book. I want to... I want TV is great, um, but I want to really touch people. Like, I want to go um, and speak at women conferences, and I want to um, be in book clubs talking to people and I, I just want to touch as many people yep. as I can and just like get all that good energy um, so if a t- if TV happens I will be in the background I won't be in the forefront I'll be like this is the story please do your magic I'm not an actress that's not, I'm not an actor okay, that's not, well, that's we'll not leave it thing. to Carrie Washington yes can- Carrie <laughs> come on girl scandal's wrapping up it's, I'll it's, speak that into yes, speak it into Korea. existence because she needs like listen Carrie yes Carrie um, this is us talking it into Carrie Washington. Carrie, it's for, and, it is for you. And bring uh, bring Fitz from Scandal with you also, just because yes. he's fine. Well, he is. I love him. Um, number two, how is dating life um, Girl. for Danny in D.C.? Girl, there's an entire essay called Rumspringa. In my, it, it was my sexual escapades for a year. I think I did see this yes. online, yeah. Every guy is named after the place he is. So there's what, North Carolina, Detroit. Detroit is good. I like Detroit. Uh, North Carolina, Detroit, Minneapolis. Um, who am I missing? Mr. Magic. And uh, I think I might be missing one. North, did I say North Carolina? I don't know. So there's a few. Okay. So I, I dated around for a year. And then at the end of the year, I called it Rum Springer. I, it, it was wild. New Jersey. That's who I was missing. Um, it was wild. It was literally my sexual exportation that I never did yeah. as a young person. You know, I got married really early. I had babies really early. And then I had this stupid ass packed about not sleeping with a certain amount of people before I got married. So I just, I lived my life for a year, Sarah. I Isn't was out here. Great when you get older and you're like, why oh, wasn't I a bigger slut? Like right. I should have completely like, been having sex with all these people. Everyone, all the sex. So like I, know, I own my too. sexuality now and I feel powerful in my sexuality. Yep. But at the end of Rum Springer, I realized that I had not actually mourned the loss of my marriage. Mm. I just was like covering it up with a whole lot of sex and a whole lot of wine. So I was like, okay, no more self-medicating and maybe zip up shop for a little bit so i did that and then i realized no i'm unzip for a little bit because i like sex and i just don't need the emotional stuff you know so so i've been out here looking for consistent penis Ooh, how's it going um it's been okay uh because now i 
problem is when you're only looking for a consistent penis, you know what happens? The most magical man shows up and he's got a great job and he loves the fact that you're a mom and a single mom and he was raised by a good woman and you know that woman and so then he throws a wrench into your con- okay yeah what's, your, the, your, what's the catch he throws a wrench into your steady penis pan your steady penis plan say that three times fast because he's not he's so much more than just penis right like he's like damn it he's yeah, like, you're uh, like this is this could be for real for a he, long time he, yeah he's like he's great um and it's new it's very new oh wow. it is it's very new but he makes me want to zip up shop to everybody else. And he makes me want to um, take it extremely slow with him and explore this because I want to know him. Like, I want to know him on a different level. And he's handsome and he's funny and he's geeky but really endearing. And, oh, God, I like him. <laughs> oh, this is bad, Sarah. This is great, This Danny. is so bad. This is bad. I really like him. I really like him. I'm so excited for your future. I'm so thrilled to call you a friend and that you came on here September 1st or the pre-sales. Where can people follow and buy you? Yes, yes. They can't buy me, Sarah. They can buy the book. (laughs) I mean, wait, hold on. Depends on how much money you got to offer. Because listen, I'm building building college funds. So (laughs) depends. Yes. Um, No. So the book, Empathy and Eyebrows, it is a bunch of essays, 41 essays, basically about like living through shit storms and how to do it the best way possible but you can follow me on twitter it is at i am danny star that's i-a-m-d-a-n-n-i-s-t-a-r-r same thing on instagram at i am danny star my facebook is super easy it's just danny star and there will be links to buy the book to download the audio version of the book all over you can get you're going to be able to get it in barnes and noble you'll get it on you can get it on amazon um and you can get it hopefully i'm trying to connect with busboys and poets oh yes so i think i want to do a reading there i want to do a launch there so like i'm hoping to make that happen keep us posted we will will. be there oh i am having a, a big launch party downtown dc and you are on the vip list oh Sarah, so I'm, i please you are vip I girl wait. yes so that that's it for me danny star i am just i'm so honored that you're here i love you i'm I love rooting you. for you i'm rooting for you sarah and great things ahead yes and i'm sad we're wrapping up because like this is so much could, amazing oh well you come on again i will I i'm will. still i'm trying to convince her to do a podcast i'm like oh i'm in why don't we start a podcast network come i on. feel like we need to <laughs> we need to be like women conglomerates yeah just like boss ass women who've been through some shit and who are now taking that shit and make it into some more positive shit yeah we can get all the white women we can get woke yep. we can do all yes. these we can, we'll have a we'll call it woke wonderland where like white ladies meet people of color yes, and yes. ask questions that nobody else wants to ask like yeah. girl we'll why? record it all yeah we got it woke wonderland i love it coming thank you. coming soon thank you <laughs> thank you sarah okay guys that was part two of my interview with Danny Starr. What'd you think? You can head to my Facebook page, Sarah Frazier, just hit pages, or follow me on Twitter at HeyFrage, and leave a comment. I'm sure you'll have a lot to discuss. Next week on the show is controversial doctor, Dr. Neil Bernard, who's in the documentary, What the Health? I talked to him about how do you do plant-based if you've had an eating disorder in the past, and will he debate the YouTube doctor, Z-Dog, who says that he debunks everything in the film? All that is next on In the Mind of Frage. See you next Tuesday. Okay, wait, no, I can't. I can't say that. All right, never mind. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm the worst. You can never take the potty mouth out of me. Anyway, uh, another episode next, coming up next Tuesday on In the Mind of Free. Bye.